0: Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with us this week for my conversation with Jennifer Angel. Jennifer is an astrologer and intuitive consultant. Her work has been published in Star Magazine, in the New York Daily News, Harper's Bazaar, and several other publications worldwide. She has authored two books, hosted talk radio, and appeared on popular TV shows both in America and Australia. Jennifer Angel inspires people to know who they are and achieve self-mastery so they can make the right decisions at the right time. Jennifer, I'm so glad you're joining me
1: today. Thank you for your time. Oh, you're welcome. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: And you've had such a a fascinating career with your work in print and now moving more of your focus online, as we all have, as media is changing over time. How did your attention or focus come to be in this space of astrology specifically?
1: Well, um, most people don't really believe this, but when I was young, I was quite shy but I re- I grew up in a little country town and, uh, like real small, 1100 people, you know, um, and it was a beautiful little seaside town. And I, but I had this big dream. I wanted to live in a big city. I wanted to write for publications. I didn't really know what I wanted at that point. But, you know, because we were all, um, you know, there in this little country town, everybody said to me, really, you know, don't be ridiculous, I mean, you know, you're really sort of getting a little bit above yourself, was what they said, but I was, like, determined, and I thought, you know what, I am not going to let what other people say define me, and so I went on a quest of self-development, and I really wanted to find out um who I was, you know, and, um, I met somebody in my early days. I worked in makeup and film industry, and so I worked on helping people on the outside. And then one of my clients was Athena Starwoman. She was a big-name astrologer in Australia. Uh, she's since her now, bless her, and she became a very good friend of mine. And she introduced me to New York. And so first of all, my dream was to live in Sydney because I'm Australian. But then I thought, no, I, I want to go bigger. I want to live in a huge city and go to New York. So, you know, it's, it's funny, Susie, you never really know, you know, like these defining moments in your life where you meet people. And she like took me to New York. She was my astrology mentor. Um, and that's how this whole journey sort of started. And uh, I worked with her husband at the time, Dr. John D. Martini, and he really sort of took me sort of deep into finding the blessings in life, and and just to get in touch with myself. And the more I got into astrology, the more I realized like that astrological blueprint just tells so much about who you are how you operate um the good bad and the different and you know it highlights like often your i mean isn't this true in life that Often, your greatest strengths are also your greatest challenges, and I just find found that fascinating and The more I got to know and understand who I was, the more confidence I got and the more I stepped out of that sort of shy girl and and Now, I just love doing that for other people it's amazing.
0: Oh, wow. We've got some interesting similarities there then. I grew up, um, I was born here um, in San Diego, which is where I live now, but I was raised outside of a tiny town in central Illinois of about 800 people, a village. Wow. Technically. Yeah. So, and it's true when when you grow up somewhere that is small, where people are content to stay where they are, close to family and have the same values, to have ideas that reach outside of that bubble, that doesn't always land well. That There's not a warm reception mm-hmm. to those kinds of aspirations. Mm-hmm. So
1: not everybody is there, you know, raring you on and supporting you. You know, I obviously they just think that, you know, what are you doing? Aren't you happy with where you are, you know? Uh, and and it's not about that it's just that you know everybody has their personal dream and i i just love astrology how it helps to support that dream you know and it defines it, it, you know it's interesting it's like you can look at any area of life like stress and and everybody relates to it slightly different so yeah it's really interesting Yes.
0: And what you said also stands out to me. Our greatest strengths may be right next to our greatest weaknesses or vice versa. When we can get clarity on our weaknesses or patterns, we can make a little pivot and really begin to use that to our advantage as opposed to being held back by that, which is powerful. Those Mm -hmm. insights. That's what's really helpful, because it's hard to see that for ourselves. So it's so helpful to have someone who can reflect that for us.
1: Yeah, it it is. I mean, kind of, you know, when I'm doing a a full chat reading, I mean, sometimes people go, oh, yeah, I, you know, I sort of knew that about myself, but I didn't realize why. You know, it sort of just clicks in. And when you get that sort of understanding that clicks in, you can go, yeah, I I get that now. I like it. I actually like that about myself now. The, The thing about astrology that I love is it gives you permission to be who you are. Like no excuses, you know. I mean, okay, uh, I'm a Capricorn. We like to be, we like to have everything controlled. But, you know, guess what? That's great. I love that about myself. And people go, oh, textbook Capricorn is that you're controlling. Well, so what? That gets things done, you know. Um, So, you know, there's a, I mean, of course you can take it too far and you know so it's about man, it's about finding that sweet spot which just works for you you know and you make it like it balances you and it's like recognizing that yeah just because someone else doesn't like it doesn't mean to say that has to define me you know you can be happy um, for just who you are and that's one of the beautiful things about astrology.
0: Yes, I think sometimes, well, and certainly now that we're inundated with social media, we spend so much time gauging ourselves, our, you know, level of success against what we see or perceive that other people have without understanding that they're very different. They have a very different way of expression or of doing their work or of being in the world or connecting in society. (laughs) And if that's easier for some people than social media, somewhere where they might shine very easily, whereas someone else might have more difficulty translating in that space. So, Mm -hmm. so to your point where it's just so validating to say, okay, it's not, not just me, but kind of the way that I'm designed, to be yeah. to operate in this world. And um so I'm fascinated by astrology and I and I do love to look into it and see how it shows up in my husband and in his ways of being and in myself. And um I know that there is in addition to the sun sign, there's a little bit more depth that one can discover when we know the position of the moon at our time of birth and the ascending sign. So so that's why um, I'm sure, and I'd love to have you expand just a little bit more, having the insights of an astrologer can take us a lot further than what we might read in a paragraph in a magazine or newspaper when we check on our horoscope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, absolutely. But just the sun signs um, alone... Uh, I mean, I wrote uh, daily horoscopes for I don't know probably fifteen years. <laughs> um, and uh, you, you know, just like the sun signs alone really give so much information. I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, you know, food, food sun signs and all things," but it's not true. They really just, and you know, the, your sun sign is like your character, and then you lay over your moon sign. You know, what sign, uh, the um, where the moon was when you're born, and that's how more how you relate emotionally. Um, you know, whether you're closed, whether you need to. Talk, you know, talk to people. If you've got the moon in Gemini, you're going to want to sort of share things and talk about, you know, sometimes when you speak it, it's like you hear it clearer for the first time. And it's like, and, uh, you know, and like, for instance, the moon in Gemini, it's not necessarily like you want to ask people for advice. You just want to talk it out, you know. Other people want to ask for ask for advice. So it depends on where the mood is, is how you relate emotionally. And so, like, you know, for instance, somebody can grow up and go, well, no, we don't talk about emotions. You know, I grew up, I think I was just the era that I grew up in you know you did not really didn't talk about emotions um i came into this life with a gemini um vibration so i like to sort of talk things through and you know talk how i feel it's part of my sort of healing process but uh, an astrology like uncovered that it revealed that to me and so it wasn't you know just that small shift alone has been like amazing just to sort of realize that that's how i operate and that's what i need you know
0: absolutely especially when as you say in an area where and i feel like in the midwest there was a little bit of that stoicism as well um when you feel like you just don't you're not in line with everyone that's around you. It's so affirming to say, okay, well, I've mm. got this, and this is just how I express myself or the method with which I need to work through in order mm. to get clarity and make decisions. And so yeah. mm. I don't need to judge myself by other people's
1: <laughs> standards. Um, right. And, you know, like, it takes like, um, I mean, you never stop learning about yourself that, I mean, I've uncovered things about, my um, marriage, you know, I'm divorced now. I've been divorced for many years. Just over this last year, how something related to my father. And it's like, wow, I can't believe all, I mean, I've been divorced for 25 years and like 25 years later, I I get this sort of correlation and then I look at how I, how I deal with that from an astrological point. I mean, you never, never stop learning about yourself. and And I just find that sort of amazing because the more you know about yourself and the more that, more comfortable, and acceptance and love that you have for yourself I know it's an old cliche about learn to love yourself but honestly the more you can the more secure you are in yourself and the more that you can love and accept the people around you
0: Mm, that is so true absolutely it's really true yeah And and I think you're making me think too of the analogy. I often say, you know, our path or our quest for health and happiness isn't a destination. Once we check all these boxes, we'll be there and it's done. And so to your point, our path to self-awareness isn't a destination. It's really about that journey and working through layers as we learn and experience more and can understand more deeply, then suddenly these connections that weren't apparent
1: can click into place it, it really is because you know and there's that other there's that old saying you know when the student's ready, the teacher arrives, and that, that sort of I feel goes through just what you're saying it goes through your growth, like you open up to the lessons and the growth when you're ready, and you know sometimes I say to my um you know, my my one-on-one mentoring clients. It's like you judge when people are ready and how much they're ready to let in, how much they are open up. So it, it is a journey. You can't do it all at once because you can't, if you're here, you can't get there. You can't go from here to there. You've got to go through the steps along the way, you know, Yes, as much as we might try to
0: accelerate the process,
1: all of that self-discovery along the way is essential. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reflection point. You know, there's an integration and reflection point, and then you move on. And, you know, okay, so now you open up to the next lesson, the next bit of information. So, yeah, life is interesting, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fascinating fortunately for us as long as we keep that
0: curious and open mindset to wonder what the lessons are that we can be receiving.
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it you know just stay open on on many levels i mean uh, you know mind body spirit level i mean on a on mind you know i'm always trying to sort of learn new things because that keeps your mind muscle active opens up those new um Neural, neural pathways, you know, from a spirit to just to remind yourself to always go within. Everybody needs that solo time. It doesn't always have to be sitting there like, you know, hmm. It can be just getting out to go for a walk with your dog by yourself, just so you have that solo time, you know. I mean, there's all types of meditation. There's waking meditation, open-eye meditation, walking meditation, just like my meditation. One of my meditations, I'm sure, is watching movies because, you know, it just takes my mind out of the place and, you know, a good good rom-com that you can cry through. That's always a good release, isn't it? (laughs)
0: Well, and I think that's a terrific point as well. You know, self-care looks exactly the way we need it to for ourselves. It's whatever it is that nourishes and restores ourselves. Meditation is whatever brings us out of the moment and the busy mind and creates a little more space so that we can be less tied to our thoughts. So
1: it all has its
0: place. And and I think it's really interesting, too, and you've um, mentioned as we were talking earlier and you've have a tremendous resource that the link will be in the show notes where people can pick up a little more insight as to how each sun sign can find support in dealing with stress. And so in terms of that, how it looks differently to each person, um, is that something that you became aware of through your work with different clients or something that in your knowledge of the different signs and influences, you can see where Different people take their support. I'm really fascinated by this unique approaches to stress balance. Well, you we can
1: do that. Um, you know, to I mean, and when I talk about meditation, for instance, I'm a big supporter of traditional meditation and going deeper, but there's other ways to do that. But all of, and you know, sometimes people have to work up to that, but it's all about having that space to open up, to let the source energy, I call it God energy, um, and let that inspirational God energy in. And it's like it balances and it heals you. And stress blocks that because stress comes from worry. It comes from confusion. And so it, it, like, it's hard to be impossible, really. You can't be open spiritually to let the God source in such powerful, beautiful, um inspirational energy in when you're stressed. Correct? Absolutely. And you just can't do it. It's just it blocks it and And so, in that sense, when you know with my clients, I look at different ways, so it's like I've covered to me you know different ways where people can just release that stress, and because you know once they release it, then they can open the door for inspired thought and creativity um and um You know, clarity to come, come through. I mean, okay, so I know you're a sign, you're a a Libra. So Libra, uh, uh, ruled by Venus. So, you know, for, for Libra, you really need to have a harmonious environment. So, you know, part and it costs your, Ruled by Venus, anything to do with beauty. So I always say to the leaves, look, go, um, and this is just for general, I, mean, I do have, I mean, I'm working on a stress techniques just for business, so do literally on your seat, and that'll be coming soon. But Felipe, you know, if you just go and book in a pampering session, that really just helps to balance you because what the Libra needs to do is it needs to balance things out. Like, okay, you need to think it through. You're an an air sign. You're a cardinal sign, so you like to put it into action. But you need to think it through. So it's like, and it's when you're busy all the time and stress, it's hard to get that inspired thought and to work all that out. So if you just sort of step back. So here, I'm giving you permission to go, all Libras, you have permission to go and pamper yourself, you know.
0: I celebrated when I read that in your resource. I said, that
1: sounds delicious.
0: I need to bring in more of that.
1: <laughs> because once you step away, then it's much easier to go, okay, if I go to, if I do A and go that route, that's going to be the outcome. If I do B and go that route, that's going to be the outcome. And it just sort of fits, falls into place. Otherwise, without doing that, without stepping away, it, you know, the, it gets into worry and confusion, and then it just gets more hectic. you know it gets more difficult to get the clarity, yeah so i'm 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 in Capricorn, so the Capricorns tend to hold on too tightly to things. What what we do is and this is where our little controlling thing comes in because we like to get totally organized, you know, we're very organized people and and then we know what we want, we work out what we want, and then we have this little box that's tight. Okay, this is what we want and this is what we're going for. And then if it doesn't happen exactly like we have it all lined out in our little to-do lists and organization Then it's like, okay, why isn't it happening? What, do I have to do something else? Oh, I have to do this tweak. I did it. So then we keep, like, do we just lock it in too tightly? So Capricorns actually have to get out of their environment, away from the desk, away from the computer screen, and just go somewhere else. You know, it might be a walk or just to do something else, to put the mind into another space. And then the inspiration comes through. But, I, but I've got a cancer moon too, and the cancer loves to sleep. So you know that term, you know, sleep on it? Well, mm-hmm. it's sleep on it. So all cancers. You know, don't feel that you have to make, just because someone wants you to make a decision straight away, don't feel that you have to do that, okay? Just because someone asks you to do something, you don't have to necessarily apply, you know, comply to it. So this is a good thing for you to say always, well, let me, let me sleep on it. And magically, if you go to bed that night and say, you know, to your God Source energy or whoever you you know speak to. Um, you know, this is what I need to sort out. And then, literally, as cancers sleep, it's like this whole thing going up around here, sorting out, filing, and sorting out. And when you wake up, you have the answer, or you're much clearer. It's interesting. Yeah,
0: fascinating. And and this is just such a perfect illustration of what we were saying that. When we know ourselves, if a cancer knows, I can't push myself to answer this right now. I'm only going to come up against more resistance. My pattern is to give it space to sleep on it, to come back and I'll feel much more calm and in touch with what works for me. Oh, I can feel the relief in
1: that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, most people I think know, you know, what they, what they need, like the Aries, because they're such, um, physical beings and you know they start in that first house it's all about their self and their body i I mean Aries, aries really they need to do exercise so a lot of aries run so they're you know they're runners um and they get into that zone where they're running and they just you know and if they don't get enough cardio exercise they start to get a little irritable and you know, sharp and rash and, you know, they're just not as in control of themselves. So, yeah, you you don't want to be living with an Aries if they're not getting out to do some, you know, some type of cardio or exercise. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And then when we know that about ourselves, that can be an essential part of our self-care practice. I can't, I can't, you know, give up my exercise time. That's my priority in the day. And then my head is in the right space to get through work without firing off and snapping at people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, it does, it makes a huge, a huge difference. Um, But uh, because it clears the head because to me, um, stress is born out of just confusion you know, mm. too many things going on. And I think it was um, Deepak Chopra, you know, years and years, years ago when I was in Australia, when we actually used to go to a venue and hear, you know, five speakers or so. And uh, I always remember Deepak saying, he he said, well, oh, you know, when you're busy all the time and you fill every moment of the day up, there's no room for inspired thought to come through. Like there's no room for it to fill through the cracks. And, you know, being sort of like a Capricorn whose schedule is way too overscheduled, I really related to that. And I thought that just makes so much sense, you know? um so yeah i I think like for everybody in some way or another, like to combat stress, you need to step away from it and do something else, you know, like Taurus are foodie, so you know go and sit at a cafe and have a latte or something, you know or or cook up a storm in the kitchen you know?
0: and and as we were saying earlier, you know that that close path between our strengths and our weaknesses when we're in stress we start to work from obligation as opposed to in flow and so that's when we start to force things rather than step back and say how can i make this easier for myself so
1: right you know the liberal will over like uh, over analyze you know, and the Pisces does too, because Pisces are a dual sign. You know, they're two fishies, one goes one way, one goes the other way. So arguably they're the most highly intuitive sign, but the other side is they're highly analytical. So if they get, you know, in in if they just step aside and tune into their themselves, music is good for Pisces. Music, like music is such a great, um, energy shifter for anybody. Um, but, you know, the reason that we cry through love songs, it's, it's just releasing emotion, you, you know, but particularly for Pisces, you know, the music is like a real, um, it's a real mood shifter, which just helps them get out of the over analytical. And there's a few signs like that. Libra Libra does that, too. You can, you know, just get too caught up in analyzing the analysis. And, you know, Capricorns are a bit like that, too, you
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think with my Pisces moon, I think that's probably why I, I, I music is a huge impact on my mood. And I love live music hopefully we'll be getting back to live experiences. I love that community shared experience, but absolutely it is the most powerful way to shift my mood. And I've started creating different playlists. So I have my happy music and my focus
1: music and, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can have the cry maybe music. You, you know, it's a sometimes it's good to have a cry. You know, because it just like releases things. And uh, you know, Pisces being being so uh, sensitive, um, you know, they cry a lot. And you know, they sh- you shouldn't feel bad about it. It's the way of like releasing and balancing. You know. I mean, if you're crying about the same thing all the time, then, you know, we need to look at clearing that block, but, you know, it's, yeah. I have a friend who's, uh, uh when I first met her, I said, oh, and I had a look at her chart, and she's a Leo, but she has a Cancer, um, uh, moon and, um, and uh, Pisces rising. I said, oh, now I know why you cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because that rising sign is what socially tends to be most present when other people meet you that's tends to be their perception until they get to know you more deeply right. so that's so funny that initially yeah. that's that that's yeah. that perception that's and great. and um as you were saying too you know i think so much stress comes from just stopping the flow from feeling emotions might not be appropriate or this isn't the time or place to express them. And we, we try to pack that away and focus on other things. And and that restriction, I think, tends to escalate stress rather than let us move through it in the most healthy way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's like it's it's holding on too tightly to whatever you're, you're, you're stressed with. And actually, um, I have a, a stress a formula which goes through, okay, let's, let's look at the, um, worst case scenario. Like what is the worst case scenario? Okay. Can you handle that? Can you cope with that? What are the implications of that? You know, what are the, okay, A, B, C? Is that going to be okay? All right. So you can cope with that. Now let's look at the best case scenario all right so you know when you break it down like that it sort of helps to just dissipate the stress okay so because let's let's face it Susie you know most of the things that we stress about I think that may not ever even happen truly you know it's like we're stressing about this thing think. Right? it's like It may not even happen. So to look at the worst case and the best case scenario sort of helps to even that out, you know?
0: Yes, I love that approach because I think it defuses the fears once we just give ourselves permission to have it all out, write it down on a list or just sit with that for a minute and then look at the other side of the coin, which is not somewhere we tend to, our minds don't wander that direction, right? Mm -hmm. But then understanding that, our most likely outcome is somewhere in the middle. If we can handle the worst or we have, you know, ideas or solutions in place, then we are really yeah. up to the challenge. That can diffuse a lot.
1: Yeah, you know, for sure. And um because I think a lot of the time when we're we're taking on, it's not even about us. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we're taking on other people's stuff. Um because you know there's all a little bit of a people pleaser in all of us, except maybe the Scorpios, but you know <laughs> <laughs> um so and depending on our upbringing and how we you know deal with things, the chart the chart comes into everything, honestly, it's so revealing. Um, you know, we have to sort of start, well, you know, is this my problem, or is this someone else's problem? that I'm stressing about. And I take, you know, sometimes we just take on other people's stuff, you know. So that's like a problem identification. So, Mm -hmm. okay, let that go. You can't live someone else's life for them. You know, you can give them. Even, you know, as you know, as, you know, a coach or a mentor, you know, you can give the guidance, but people have to do it. You know, often with my clients, I say, you know, like, well done. That's so great. Do you realize what you did? And they'll say, oh, well, you got me there. I said, I helped you, but you did it. You know, you, I mean, you have to do the work. And this is the thing that I think, you know, I try to stress upon people. You know, there's no magic formula for self-growth. I mean, it's like if you want to lose weight, you have to eat um, you have to eat well, you have to get yourself to the gym or out to a walk or whatever. No one can do, there's certain things in life no one can do for you. It's not like paying a cleaner to come and clean your house, you know. (laughs) You have to do your own inner cleaning yourself, you know. Exactly, exactly. And someone can help
0: us to see the roadmap, but it's still up to us to make those. Steps. Yeah, and and, so, and,
1: and, and, you know, you should, you should celebrate those steps right along the line, you know, and have a little start because, you know, when you do get those milestones and you, you know, you do move on to, being what you consider to be a healthier, more a self-adjusted or powerful or whatever is important to you, then that's a big deal because you did that. You know, so good on you, you know?
0: Exactly. I'm a huge advocate for celebrating all of those small wins along the way because that helps us to recognize just how far we've come. We exactly. tend to be very focused on a destination, a goal that we have set for ourselves and not be aware of what we are moving through. Because along the way, often those goals are changed and then we get frustrated that we're never getting there. So without those little celebrations and recognizing that growth, it's harder to keep ourselves on track.
1: It is. And the truth is, you you never get to your goal, as we're saying, it's the journey. And, you know, I encourage my clients to as soon as they start to get close to the goal, we set new goals because if you don't set new goals, you start to stagnate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can sit in that little comfort zone for a little while, fine. But, you know, <laughs> we're not going to leave you there for too long. You know? <laughs> Just enjoy that moment. Now, let's strive and keep going. And I think that's what keeps you healthy on a mind, spirit, um, you know, mind, body and spirit level. Yeah.
0: And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you're working with your clients because with your focus and your knowledge and experience in astrology, you're helping people in business, not solely in their personal, you know, their relationship with themselves, but also personal relationships. And so how do you see this helping them in the business space? Well,
1: first of all, when I work with someone, we we go in and... See how they're spending their day. Particularly how, what they do when they first wake up. Because, you know, when you first wake up, that period when you just go to sleep and you first wake up are really two huge power periods in everybody's life. So how, what are you doing with that time? You know, are you going to sleep worrying? Do you have, do your plan set out? Like, what do you do when you first? I encourage people to straight away when you wake up to do something if it's not a, a um, You know, deep meditation, then to do some breathing exercises, um, affirmations, gratitude. You might just do three gratitude, you know, bring the light in to put protection. A lot of people like to work with color Um, and, you know, have this like checklist straight away. Otherwise, because, you know, we're so used, it's so tempting, isn't it? Straight away, you get onto the phone and what's come in. And then as soon as you do that, you're getting your texts, your emails, and what's going on, you check your accounts or whatever. Um, you're like into your day to, you know, and your day then just like is a continuation of all the busyness from yesterday. So starting your day off more in empowered um i call it a a, you know morning in empowerment um process just makes so much difference because then you, you get up you have a plan of action you're centered and then you can focus on you know i have affirmations sitting up on my thing here and everywhere and you know it just it just helps you know absolutely Um, does. I'm still working to get the
0: consistency in my morning routine, and I absolutely notice a difference throughout the day if I start with the notifications that are on my phone versus starting with my own breathing. I'm glad you mentioned that. Breath work is – we think – We've got breathing handled because we've been doing it since we were born, yeah. but so many of us yeah. are not fully utilizing yeah. and it's a powerful way to shift stress. Yeah. So starting out in tune with that, with some mindfulness, with setting our own course, as opposed to on response, yeah. it absolutely rescues my day. So,
1: and you know, I get it. Not everybody has like the time or the situation at home that they can go and do a 20, 20- minute meditation in the morning i mean in a perfect world yes but you know life sometimes you know if you're home you've got kids or you've got to get out you've got responsibilities it's like it's going to be sometimes a little difficult to do that so you can just do like the breathing exercise uh bring in you know light around you color and, like, gratitude, I heard, um, I think it, I heard somebody say the other day that the the gratitude exercise um, is the same. And when you get into that true gratitude, and it can be about anything, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm feeling good today, or uh, somebody called me yesterday, or I'm going to do this, and thank you for, you know, and, you know, so as said I said, the to, to, to God energy, you know thank you for for uh, this, and I like to open up to this and it just sets that that whole gratitude when you truly get into that gratitude energy it's the same as the success feeling energy. I think we might have been on the same course when we heard this I don't know what you heard that uh, so that's really interesting isn't it fascinating it's true, yeah. and so if
0: affirmations are difficult because visualization doesn't come easily or if you, you know, some people have resistance to saying affirmations for what they want to call in because they don't feel it is real yet. And so saying three gratitudes puts you in that same expansive energetic space. That's a beautiful alternative. If something doesn't work, there's always something else that could work better for you. So I hate to see people say, well, so-and-so tried suggested
1: this and
0: it didn't work, so you know, yeah, the curiosity stops there. You know,
1: so I I try to work with people rather than being rigid, do you know, one, two, three, four. Work with what works for people, you know? And if they're driving, I have a, a client that drives um twenty you know, twenty or thirty minutes each way. And, you know, so she listens to, um, um, you know, information and courses and podcasts, um, or, you know, videos, uh, Abraham videos, which are always good, you know, in the car. So at that time, you know, obviously you can't do a meditative thing, but you can listen to information while you're driving. Keep your eyes on the road. She put a disclaimer in there somewhere, shouldn't I? Just keep your eyes on the road. Don't do any meditation when you're driving. Yeah, it's so
0: true. That's one other thing that lately I've become much more aware of, or just given myself permission to. When I notice there's media or there's some kind of input that isn't serving me, that isn't enriching me, or bringing knowledge, or helping me feel calm or peaceful. I get to leave. I get to leave the room. If my husband wants mm-hmm. to watch something on television that does not serve me, I get to leave, you know, and, and we get into these ha- patterns or habits, you know, or the, the popular new thing that everybody's talking about. And we say, oh, well, maybe I'll figure out what it is that appeals to them. Well, we can do other things with our energy and attention. We don't have to right. buy into what works for other people. It can be unique just as much as we are. Yeah,
1: we're we're in control. You know, I mean, for for me personally, I like to stay up with what's happening in the world, but I don't have to watch it 24/7. You know, it's it's like it's a, it reminds me of the French diet. You know, you don't have to eat three croissants to get the taste of the croissants. You know, so you don't have to watch the news 24/7 to know what. If something's really happening in the news, you'll hear about it. You know. Right, right, exactly. I love that book.
0: Is it why French women don't get fat or something? Like, enjoy the finer things in life. Just understand, you know, it's, it's a treat. It's not the meal. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, I got a book once. It was like the French diet or something like that. And I, I always remember that line that you don't have to have three croissants to taste the croissant. <laughs> oh. Worth remembering. <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Thank you for sharing everything and for the resource that you have made available. Um, I'm really excited for people to get a look at, you know, to dial in if you didn't hear us discuss your sign, how you can support yourself or get some more insights. How do you find, too... Um, Any more tips? I mean, we've been talking along these lines in terms of mindfulness and understanding what nourishes us. Are there any other things that you find helpful as you're working with clients, you find yourself recommending this with, you know, regularly to help us to restore or to connect to source energy or to God energy, to help be focused, to find that inspiration that serves us?
1: You know, I think it's about um, making a commitment. And, um, of course, all the earth signs are going to schedule it in. Um, And so I I have, like, a whole schedule of about eight things for each day that I tick off. Did I have enough water today? Uh, which is always my challenge. Everybody has that challenge. Um, did I take all my supplements? Did I do my meditation? Did I do some reading? Um, and you know, did I do some exercise? So did I look after myself today? Mm-hmm. And it's like making that, first of all, making a commitment because when you make, when you, and to just, Make one commitment at a time, like what do you want to achieve this week or this month? Do you want to get up earlier and go for a walk Um, so then you have some inner time? Because what happens when we keep making a commitment to ourselves, oh, I'm going to get up early tomorrow and I'm going to get out in nature and walk and I'm going to have some solo time, it's some inspirational time. And when we say that day after day and we don't do it, we become out of integrity with ourselves. Mm, that is important. I want that to sink in. When we yeah. tell
0: ourselves, I'm going to get to this, oh, I didn't do it today, tomorrow I will start we become out of integrity with ourselves. That is important to understand. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not only that we're letting ourselves down or we can't be trusted. It's that what we say to ourselves just doesn't ring as true. And then we doubt other things where we shouldn't be doubting ourselves. That's powerful.
1: So in that sense, I encourage people not to try and do too much mm-hmm. in straight away. Like pick one thing do you want to wake up and do a gratitude exercise do that for a couple of weeks let it sink in feel proud of yourself because you've achieved that then we look at adding something else to that yeah
0: and celebrate those victories as Absolutely. you integrate that gratitude practice. As you bring in step number two. Oh,
1: yeah! I knew yeah. we were
0: aligned from the first time that we connected.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love Beautiful. we love to we love to pamper ourselves, and you know, it's about giving yourself permission to do that. You know, mm-hmm. as as a Capricorn, m- most of my life, I just like. Busy, 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 very career-oriented. And if I took any time off and I still had things to do, and let's face it, we always have things to do, then I would feel guilty about taking the time off until I realized and understood that I had to step out of my environment and have that time off to be more productive, creativity, you know, allow the creativity and the inspiration to come in. So now it's like it's a must, so it's about giving yourself the permission to do what is right for you, yeah
0: mm, beautiful. I love that that's some really powerful wisdom too to wrap this up with i'm so grateful for your time and for what you have shared so i hope the audience will take advantage of your kind offer this resource the links will be in the show notes how to release stress to stay in your zen zone astrological stress solutions and um, through that you'll be able to be in touch with jennifer and know what she's got coming down the line moving forward and if you'd like to work with her resources there Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure
1: to to be on your show.
0: Likewise. I look forward to the next opportunity. Take good care. Okay. Bye.